listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul As a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, all of your gifts are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com. God bless you. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com, all of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free.
Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. Welcome to another hour of Declaring the Finished Work. This is your host, Pat Randall, on this glorious Thursday afternoon. We're going to start by reading out of Isaiah 53, which is a prophetic scripture that spoke of the life of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to start in verse 3. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and pain and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised, and we did not appreciate his worth or esteem him. But in fact, he was he has borne our griefs and he has carried our sorrows and pain. Yet we ignorantly assumed that he was stricken, struck down by God, and degraded and humiliated by him. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. And by his stripes, his wounds, we are healed. And like, and all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us all. Our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing to fall on him instead of us. Father, we thank you. and We praise your holy name in this day. We praise the Lamb of God. We exalt the holy name of Christ Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for your life. That you gave it willingly. So that we might have life. And life more abundantly. I thank you for this hour that you have ordained. I thank you for your word that you will pour forth into our spirits during this hour. We open our hearts, we open our eyes, we open our ears so that we may receive all that you have prepared for us. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your anointing that breaks the yokes. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will guide my mind and the words that I speak during this hour, that they will go forth with the power that you have ordained to set captives free, to heal the brokenhearted, those that are wounded, that you will heal them, Lord. And I thank you 
for this glorious work that you do in the earth. Thank you, Jesus, for coming for us, for meeting us right where we are. And we praise you. We glorify your name. And now I humble myself under your mighty hand during this hour. Do what only you can do, Lord. And it's in Christ Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Again, welcome to Declaring the Finished Work. I'm your host, Pat Randall. And we are continuing on this journey of waiting on God. This is actually uh, part seven of this teaching series. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And I have been speaking on the things that get purged away or pruned away in our lives as we wait on God. And waiting on God is abiding in him, staying connected with him so that we are receiving from him everything that we need in order to live this life and live it victoriously. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And so today we're going to be talking about the important work of pruning away, purging us of guilt, shame, and condemnation. It is important to wait on God without guilt, shame, or condemnation. These are the characteristics of the old man, not the new man, the old man, guilt, shame, and condemnation. These things bind us and restrict us. But in Christ, there is liberty. These thoughts and feelings of guilt and shame and condemnation are designed by our enemy to render us powerless and to paralyze us in our purpose in the earth. This is all from the realm of darkness, which we who believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we've been translated from this kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of our beloved Savior, Jesus Christ. Before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, by partaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, being deceived that something was being held back, and by them moving outside of God and doing something, taking control, actually, of their lives and making this decision, they set into motion in their lives guilt shame and condemnation and if you go back into Genesis and read the story you will see this guilt and this shame and this condemnation 
in play. They're the root. Guilt, shame, and condemnation is the root of the other sins that we have struggled with through the generations. They're derivatives of guilt, shame, and condemnation. We've been programmed by the prince of the air in this world. And also, unfortunately, after being saved in a church that is compromised. And we have been programmed to believe that we cannot change without the presence of guilt, shame, and condemnation. When we sin. The church is still growing. And coming to the understanding. That the work of the enemy among us. Is to keep us bound. By using guilt, shame, and condemnation. And when these things are present in our lives, we have to immediately recognize that they are there to bind us and to restrict us. Here are some of the side effects of guilt, shame, and condemnation. As I said earlier, it paralyzes us. It keeps us from moving forward in our spiritual walk. It causes us to believe that that we are unworthy. It causes us to walk in failure, to walk in unbelief. It will keep us separate from the body of Christ. It'll cause us to hide from God, to hide from our very life, which is in him. That we would hide, we would disconnect ourselves from him in our consciousness, because we are never separated from God. But in our consciousness, where we live out this life, we can separate ourselves from him. It also leaves us vulnerable to the exposure of lies that the enemy creates about who we are, about our identity. Because if you're hearing something that is saying that you are other than the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, it's a lie. If you are hearing that you are not joint heirs with Christ Jesus and seated in heavenly places with him, it's a lie. Sickness and depression can also 
grow out of this this negative place of guilt, shame, and condemnation. It actually impacts our natural brain and rewires us so that faulty signals are being sent out to our bodies and they begin to function in irregularities, things that are abnormal. And all kinds of diseases are, are, are birthed out of, of, of this environment of guilt, shame, and condemnation. But praise God. Praise God. We are free. We are free from the law of sin and death. Free. Let me read Romans 8, 1 through 2. In the Amplified Bible, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Lord and Savior. For the law of the spirit of life, life, the tree of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has set you free from the law of sin and of death. The law of our new being, which is found in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, has set us free from the law of sin and death. Verse 3 says, for what the law could not do, that is, overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh, the flesh, which is man's nature without the Holy Spirit. God did. God did. God overcame for us and removed the penalty. How did he do it? Let me continue in verse 3. It says, he sent his own son in the likeness of sinful man as an offering for sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh subdued it and overcame it in the person of his own son. So that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not live our lives in the ways of the flesh, guided by worldliness and and our sinful nature, but live our lives in the ways of the Spirit, guided by His power. That we are not being guided by worldliness and by that old sinful nature. But we're living our lives in the way of the Spirit, which is being guided by the power of God. 
Didn't say that we'd never commit a sin. But that we would purpose. We would purpose to live in the ways of the Spirit. Being guided by the power of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. At work in us. At work in us. He began it and he will complete it. Thank you, Jesus. In the Message Bible, I, I, I love it. It talks about this new creation as a new power in operation. A new power in operation. The spirit of life in Christ. Like a strong wind has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a faded lifetime of brutal tyranny, brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. We are free from the law of sin and death because we have received Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We have accepted this redemption that was done on the cross. We have personalized it and received him, the one who saved us. The one who took the punishment that was meant for us, the condemnation that was meant for us, the guilt and the shame. He carried that so that we might be free. Hallelujah. 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 So often we think that feeling guilty or being ashamed is going to cause us to walk in righteousness but righteousness is a gift and there's no way that we're going to be able to take something some characteristic of the old man to pres- to possess this gift of righteousness That's a, a difficult thing for us to, to receive because, because of how we, we think. But we have to recognize where our thinking has come from as the old man. So it is important that we have right thinking. Listen to what Isaiah 55 says. I'm going to start in verse 8. I'm going to read two out of, um, two interpretations, one out of the English Standard Version Bible and one out of the Message Bible. Verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. The Message Bible says it like this. I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. God's decree. 
For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work. And the way I think is beyond the way you think. For God so loved the world. Not because it was in right standing. Not because it was free of injustices or free of sin or free of violence. It was not free of any of that because it could not set itself free. But John 3 and this most commonly used passage of scripture verses 16 and 17 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him and the amplified it says that god so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish but have eternal life Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, this is not the thinking of man. You can see through the laws that we implement. That our way of thinking and working and doing is vastly different from God's way of thinking and God's way of doing. Far from God's heart. Second Corinthians verse chapter five, verse 21 says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. He took our sins upon him so he could give us his righteousness. So there's this divine exchange that took place through the sacrificing of Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin took our sin and in exchange for taking our sin, he gave us his righteousness. He gave us his right standing with God. So now we have right standing with God. 
God is not trying to make you feel guilty or feel ashamed. He is not angry. He is not looking to punish you. Because of this perfect sacrifice. This perfect sacrifice that was made through the shedding of blood through our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. We have been purchased from that place of death through the law of sin and death. That place of darkness. Hallelujah. 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 Let's go to Hebrews 8. And I'm going to start in verse 10. It This speaks of the new covenant. And in this chapter, it is quoting scriptures um, from, from the Old Testament that were prophetic scriptures speaking of this new covenant that God has made with us. Hebrews 8. Starting in verse 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will imprint, imprint my laws upon their minds, even upon their innermost thoughts and understanding, and engrave them upon their hearts. Affecting their regeneration. Hallelujah. Regeneration. Mm. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. And it will not be necessary for each one to teach his fellow citizen. Or each one his brother saying. No by experience. Have knowledge of the Lord. For all will know me by experience and have knowledge of me from the least to the greatest of them. Let me stop right there. We haven't arrived there yet where it's no longer necessary for each one to teach his fellow citizen. That's where we're headed. That is the next spiritual territory prepared for us. And as we begin to let go more and more of this Old Testament, moving into the fullness of this new Testament, this new covenant that God has made with us through his son, Jesus Christ. We will move into this place where we will no longer be subject to erroneous teachings or teachings designed to mislead and abuse. That's where God, God wants to feed us directly. We are headed toward that season.
Thank you, Jesus. You can hear it in the teachings that are moving through the body of Christ, that are encouraging people in this personal relationship, encouraging people to allow the work of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth that was sent after our Lord and Savior was transfigured. Into heaven. Hallelujah. And now sits on the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a man. As this new creation. He's our representative in in heaven right now. Our intercessor. Our high priest. Always. Always in intercession. For us. We shall be like him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And we're waiting for that day, that day when this temporal body will be transformed into that eternal body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 12 says... For I will be merciful and gracious toward their wickedness. That's powerful. That's a powerful statement. For I will be merciful and gracious toward their their wickedness. We have to fight to renew our minds. We have to battle. To renew our minds to this truth. That God is merciful and he is gracious. Toward our wickedness. And that he will remember our sins no more. Because of the work of the finished work of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. It's a finished work. It's done. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And as we're waiting on God. Looking to him, expecting to receive from him, our hope being in him, our trust being in him, our inclining our ear to hear him, allowing ourselves, submitting ourselves to the move of his spirit in our lives, allowing him to order our steps, Allowing ourselves to follow his instruction, letting go of the control of our lives and living and having our being in him, being one with him in the spirit. Being in this world, but not of the world, but of Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the work that you're doing in us right now. Even as we hear this word, even as I read these scriptures, that there's a work that the Holy Spirit is doing right now in our hearts and in our minds. Freeing us, freeing us from guilt, shame, and condemnation. So that we may walk boldly, boldly, Hallelujah before you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 13 says, when God speaks of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. So there's not two covenants in action at the same time. When he speaks of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. Obsolete. No. Void. And whatever is becoming obsolete, out of use, out of use, annulled, and growing old is ready to disappear. We still see the old covenant in operation by those who are still holding on. And even ourselves, because there, there's programming in us that we have to be freed from so that we're no longer operating under this old covenant that is growing old, that is obsolete. And we do it through the renewing of our minds. We renew our minds with the spirit of truth that is being released through the word of God. Allowing the work of the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, to transform us from glory to glory. From glory to glory in Christ Jesus. We're expressing more and more of the new creation that God speaks of. As we let go of the old, the old way of thinking, the old way of doing, and we embrace this new covenant. This covenant That says and declares that he has imprinted his laws upon our minds and in our innermost thoughts and understanding. And he has engraved them upon our hearts, affecting regeneration. Regeneration. Hallelujah. We receive this regeneration that's taking place right now. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that your laws are imprinted upon our minds. And it, it, it's, it's contained within our innermost thoughts and understanding because you have placed it there. We open up ourselves to receive that truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Make it real in our lives, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 We have to keep ourselves in the love of God. But is the love of God, the love of God for this world that Jesus was given, that he was sent into the world not to condemn it, not to judge it, but that through him we would have salvation. 
that we would be free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Guilt, shame, and condemnation is part of the law of sin and death. It began in the garden when Adam and Eve hid in the garden, ashamed, ashamed of what they They were ashamed of their nakedness, something that they weren't ever even aware of before. They began to blame one another. They felt guilt. They recognized that they had done something wrong. They are no longer moving in oneness with God. They had separated themselves in consciousness. And this consciousness of error, this self-awareness, started to grow. And all manner of other types of sin grew out of it. The lust of the flesh. All, all of that came out of that. That initial guilt sin. Guilt and shame. the judgment that followed we had to leave the garden for fear that we would eat from that tree of life and set into motion something that would exist for all eternity Eternity is in the eating of the tree of life because it's the spirit of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So keep yourself in the love of God. Jude 1, starting in verse 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling or falling into sin. Who is able to keep you from stumbling or falling into sin? Not yourself. But Christ Jesus. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling or falling into sin. And to present you unblemished blameless and faultless in the presence of his glory with triumphant joy and unspeakable delight to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power before all time, And now and forever. 
Amen. 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 Have you noticed in creation how everything responds to love? That God, he created this world to respond to his love. Animals respond to love. People. Plants. If we love the earth as we should, we wouldn't. Destroy it the way we do. The earth is groaning and travailing. Waiting for us, the sons of God, the sons of love, to manifest. That we would love this earth that was created by our Father. And take care of it. We were given that responsibility. To cultivate this world. This earth. To take care of these animals. And this plant life. And and our oceans. And the sky. The air. God gave us that responsibility to love the earth, to love it, not to abuse it and brutalize it, but to love it. Everything responds to love. Our gifts operate by love. They mean absolutely nothing unless they're operating by love. They have no value. They become meaningless. They have no impact no no eternal impact unless they're powered by the love of God. I know it is difficult to let go of the guilt and the shame or feel the need to be punished and judged and condemned. Which is why daily, daily you have to wake up with this consciousness of knowing that you have been freed from the law of sin and death through your Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. You have been saved. You have been saved from that. It no longer has power in your life. And it takes away any fear of punishment. It takes away 
the shame that keeps us from seeing things that God wants to remove from our lives because we refuse to acknowledge that it even exists in our lives. Because we have not embraced the standing that we have with God, right standing with him. This is what Jesus has given us, right standing with the Father. So that we might be one with them. The liberty that we have in him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I want to praise you and glorify your name as the the power of your word is going forth. Glory to God. Amen. That it is searching out hearts right now glory to God you know those who will be impacted in the moment in the moment that they are hearing this message whether it's right now or if it's at a later time whenever you have ordained the moment and your word will accomplish the very purpose for which it is being sent right now it will not return to you void Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that that your love is 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 tearing down, tearing down those thoughts and attitudes of guilt and shame and condemnation that they're, they're, it's being broken right now over your people, freeing them so that they may be healed, healed, Lord God, healed in their minds, healed in their physical bodies, Lord God, that your love is transforming right now. Thank you, Jesus. It is your love, Lord God, that allowed you to take the wound and the bruising hallelujah so that we might be healed that we might be free of the law of sin and death that we might walk in this liberty in this new life that you have made and prepared for us thank you Jesus thank you God thank you Lord just open up your mind to receive it Every lie that tries to come against this truth that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, reject it right now. I thank you that the power of the Holy Spirit is right now present in your life to tear down the walls of lies that have separated you from your identity as a beloved child of God. The guilt and shame and condemnation will no longer keep you separated. It will no longer act as a barrier to keep you from living a fruitful life. A life that is filled with joy and love and peace and patience and kindness. The fruits of the Spirit. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you. Flow. Spirit of God, flow. Flow like a river. Hallelujah. Washing away all the things, the debris that blocks the flow of the river of life in our lives. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. You alone are worthy, God. You alone are worthy, God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do what only you can do, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. The name that is above every name, we exalt you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling or falling into sin and present us unblemished, blameless, and faultless in the presence of his glory with triumphant joy and unspeakable delight. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power before all time and now and forever. Amen. Amen. Keep yourselves in the love of God. In the love of God. There is no guilt, shame, or condemnation in the love of God. In the love of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining me during this hour. Glory to God. Amen. He is so good. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Father, you are so good. You're a good, good father. A good, good, good father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So this ends my time with you on this Thursday afternoon. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Well, being with you. Amen. Seeing you in the spirit, but being with you uh, next week. God willing. Amen. And remember that uh, tomorrow night is Friday Night Joy at 7 p.m. with Pastor Ray Rose. And then um, on Monday the 6th, which is the first Monday of the month, uh, join Apostle Shirley Jones at 7 p.m. for Lifeline at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on this coming Monday. Amen. And then on that third Monday, we have Adoration with Evangelist Lewis Lewis McElwain. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So again, I encourage you to keep yourself in the love of God. Live in that. Make that your living place. Make that your resting place in the love of God. God bless you.